Hello, welcome to this podcast called Finding Inspiration. It's a 20 or so minute weekly podcast where we interview someone with an amazing story. After the show, I know you're going to feel energized, invigorated, and inspired. I'm Jennifer Weissman. Welcome to Finding Inspiration. This episode 22 is a follow-up to episode 9. We had the opportunity to follow Danielle Wolfson and check in with her on her 7 Summit project. She's traveling the world, climbing the 7 largest summits. It's an amazing, amazing lifetime goal. She's doing it in a couple of years. As you might recall, Danielle Wolfson was in a skiing accident and was told she would never walk again. And that day in her hospital room, she made a promise to herself, I will learn to walk and I will climb Mount Everest. And that she did. Today, we're speaking to her about a wide range of topics, mostly about her amazing experience to Antarctica, but also we stepped into talking about her life as a Russian person and how she feels about the war in Ukraine. Stay tuned. As she says, she's an ordinary woman, so you should just dare to dream in your own life. Hello, Danielle Wolfson. I'm very excited to be back with you. The last time we saw you, you had just come down off the summit of Mount Everest. And I like to call you my calculated daredevil. In the last few months, what have you been doing that's been calculated and crazy at the same time? Well, hello. Hi, 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 Jennifer. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, it's a crazy days, crazy months since our last conversation told you and uh, about my expedition uh, to the highest mountain in the world, Everest. And uh, in December, I go to climb Mount Winston, Mount Winston, the highest mountain in Antarctica. So it's uh, like in continent Antarctica, the south place in the world, the coldest place in the world. And uh, sometimes people think that the north is the coldest place. North Pole, no. South Pole, and the Antarctica is the coldest place in the world. And I was there almost one month. How cold is cold? Like, give me a number. It was a summer, like November, December, January. It's a summer. And in these days, it's like minus 50 degrees Celsius. I'm thinking about Celsius. 60 Celsius minus 60. In the winter days, it's going to be 120, 130 degrees Celsius minus. So it's like hot days in summer days. But it, it was cold. And if we compare to the Everest, like in Everest, like at the summit, it was minus 40 degrees Celsius. When I was on the summit, it was hot. If you are uh, comparing to the Antarctica. Antarctica, it's a different game. Different game. What was Antarctica like? It's like a cosmos disconnected from everything. It's a clean continent, very white continent. There's only snow. There's nothing. You cannot even... Go with the dirty boots on the snow. When you are going with a special plan, you are entering to the special plan that will bring us on the ice, that landing on the ice. So we are cleaning with a special uh, things, our boots, everything. Let me just understand. You land with a special plane, and when you get off the plane, you have to clean your shoes. Why? Absolutely. Because there is no bacteria, nothing. Everything is clean, so you cannot bring and uh, anything with you. And also, first of all, they are keeping Antarctica clean. So the snow must be very clean and very white. Nobody can even put some, anything 
on this no nothing of course no garbage of course everything what happens there you take with you and bring to the to Chile to Punta Serena of course I'm not speaking about performing basic needs like basic needs like position one position two and I'm speaking about it because it's important you need to do it in the special bags in the special bike battles and everything you bring with you back nothing can stay there nothing what comes with you leaves with you absolutely everything what was the purpose of the trip what were you doing want to continue my seven summits say project seven summit on every continent the highest mountain of seven summits so winston is the highest mountain in antarctica continent for me after Antarctica, that I succeeded to climb and to be on the highest point on Antarctica, left for me two mountains, Denali in Alaska, and the one mountain that is in Australia, it's not high mountain, but it's the highest mountain in this continent, it's Kastushka, a very small mountain that can be done in one day, but it's two mountains that left for me to do, to complete my project, seven summits, and to be the first Israeli woman that will complete seven summits. When do you expect you're going to complete the Alaska and the Australia summit? Carson's Pyramid, Australia, and I will complete my seven summit. And that's what my plan to do it this year, to finish in 2022 seven summit project and uh, to be the first Israeli that uh, did it. You take calculated risks when you do these summits. You know, you went to Everest, you had a lot of trouble getting up, getting down, you survived it. What was the most harrowing or difficult part of the last summit in, in Antarctica? So people asking me uh, if you compare to Everest, and I'm telling one day in Antarctica, it's like 10 days during expedition on Everest. And I will explain. First of all, it's a sum, a summer months. It's all the time, 24-7 daylight. Like 24-7, it's a daylight. There's no dark. In this situation, all 24 hours, you do something. First of all, it's a sportive expedition, so you do everything. There's no porters, there's no Sherpa, there's no people that can carry something for you. So I'm going with sled, that the weight of the sled is between 40 to 60 kilograms. It starts, but you know, during expedition, we are eating using things, so it's less and less, less kilograms. Everything we do it by ourselves, that every climber uh, taking own sled and going base camp, camp one, camp two, camp three with sleds till uh, last camp and after the, the summit push. Because it's a uh, light all the day, so we are uh, building the camp. We are preparing uh, water from the snow. Everything takes hours, hours and hours. After that, we build something in the, uh, uh, something that will be for our, uh, in, in the tent. Uh, after that, we are preparing the food. After that, we need to take our camp and to go to another camp. Like you are working for 20, uh, 12, 14 hours. One day is very long day. And Everest, you wake up early, but also very early, it's become dark. So at 5 p.m., already dark. So you're going to sleep and you come again early. And Antarctica is different. Like it doesn't matter. I even didn't understand what time is it. It doesn't matter. So sometimes we go at 2 a.m. outside or sometimes we woke up at 12 o'clock, like noon. It's like unbelievable. It was a different story and it's very cold, like very, very windy and very cold. So it sounds like it's a more of a mental game. Of course, it's cold and it's physical because you say you're carrying everything. But to be in daylight 24 hours a day, it must be really weird to get body to sleep rest absolutely yeah that was hard it's almost impossible you i must be so tired that i'm going to sleep for a few hours and i woke up almost months because we stuck because of the weather it was bad weather and i couldn't climb we start climbing from my camp tree and we stuck because of weather we should go down and after to start again everything changed and you are absolutely disconnected for example in everest in base camp there is wi-fi in, if it's good weather, there's Wi-Fi. You can, after climatization, five days, you can be contact. There is no one month, almost 30 days, you're disconnected. No Wi-Fi. No Wi-Fi, of course. No Wi-Fi. Oh, there's only walkie-talkies that you can speak with between the camps. 
and that's all. It's light all the day, but it's very, very cold and very, very windy. It's not that you can go outside and to do something. So you're sitting all in tent, your, my tent, or in tent that we can eat all together, all, all the team, and that's all. How many people were with you? This expedition was six people, and I also was with, uh, maybe you heard his name, Nims. Nims, uh, that uh, now is a film on Netflix, 14 Mountains. Nims, uh, Nepal guys that did the uh, 14 Mountains in six months. We were together in the expedition. Were you the only woman? No, one more girl in our expedition. She didn't succeed. Uh, she stopped after weeks, but she couldn't do anything. She need to wait for the special plans that will come to take because you, like, you cannot do any evacuation, nothing. And if it's bad weather, there is no plans that can come. We stuck twice. In the first attempt to go to the summit, we stuck because of the bad weather. We go down and after the week started again. And after summit, we came back to the base camp and again stuck for one week because there was good bad weather that the plan will come. What did you get out of this latest challenge? Were you physically prepared for this? Yes, of course. It was different preparation from Everest. If I compare it, more more physical. It's like more things that I need to do. It's not, it, it's less running. It's less uh, doing aerobic things. It's more physical thing to strengthen my body. And also I worked with the sleds, like I did like simulation, not with sleds exactly, but like on the, on the sea with the sand to prepare myself. I'm so lucky to be on Antarctica continent. So many, so few people that can do it and be there by myself. I am very happy that I also did Antarctica and succeeded and also did Everest and I could compare and to tell my story about Antarctica continent because people cannot even don't understand what is Antarctica. A lot of people ask me if there are beers, white beers. No, in Antarctica, there is no beers. There is no beers. There are no beers. Beers is, uh, in Antarctica is only penguins. Beers, there are in the north. And, and what is it? Antarctica is anti-Arctic. No beers on the other side. Uh, on the north side. Things that I'm explaining that it is 3,000 kilometers of only ice. Only ice. There's nothing. 3,000 kilometers of only ice. Ice. And there's no one person that's living for permanent. There is station that they are checking and what uh, for acclimatization, checking what about the weather, about the humidity, about the all of the global problems. Only stations that coming for the summer. There's no people that are living there. There's no houses, nothing. What is driving you? Is it doing something that's absolutely impossible for most people, like climbing Everest and now going to the Antarctica? I mean, I understand your drive. Check off all the boxes. Do you feel satisfied? Do you feel like you've really achieved something? Of course, I satisfy when I finish my goal. And of course, I'm very happy to do it. But as, as I finish something and I'm standing on the summit and I go back to the safe place, I'm thinking about my next challenge. I want to show to everybody and especially to women that I am normal woman. I'm ordinary woman. I'm also, you know, that I have profession. I'm lawyer. Now I'm the law office and I have profession. I have son. And I want to show that everything is possible. And even if you're, I didn't born Alpinist. I didn't born Alp, a mountaineer. I didn't born, I know my, my family not climbing. This desire, this passion that in, inside me, that I found my passion and everybody can find own passion. Everything is possible. Ordinary woman and ordinary person can do it. That's what I wanted to show. That I want, yes, I found my climbing in this era. I'm showing and also in my TED talk, I spoke about it, that everything is possible. Dare to climb your Everest. Dare to climb your Antarctica. Dare to climb your, your desires, passion. You just need only to be persistent and to work hard for that. Nothing happens like for nothing. Like I am building plan, as you ask. I'm training a few months before. I'm planning how I'm doing. I'm choosing expedition with whom I'm going, who is going to guide this expedition. I'm doing a lot of things. At the end, to do something that I wanted to do and to succeed, it's a big wow.
and I can show that everything is possible. What I admire so much about you is that you set a goal and they are lofty goals. I mean, these are goals that most people couldn't even dream of. But I love your message. Anything is possible because I think that's what stops a lot of people. It, it seems so out of their comfort zone and so hard. I know for me, that's true. You're very inspirational by setting these really big goals, aiming high, achieving them, setting the next goal. I just have to ask because you are Russian. And we're in the middle of watching a Russian invasion. What's your what's your sense of how far Putin will go? Oh, today in the morning I have some interview on uh, some of the Israeli challenges, and uh, I have uh, friends in Ukraine. I have also friends in Russia. Friends, mountain flares that we are climbing with them for expedition. You know, people that doing together expeditions are like a brother, sisters forever. And my friend in Ukraine, we just connected with her, Irina Galai, the first Ukrainian woman that climbed a Mount Everest also. It's me, first Israeli woman she did in Ukraine. And we spoke today and uh, to, to, together via Zoom. And she told me that she wanted to go to Annapurna in April and she decided not to go. She decided to go to the Ukrainian army and to fight for her country for peace. I don't want to take position if I'm with Russian or with Ukraine. I want to talk, to understand. I want to tell for peace. It's impossible that will happen in 2022, this situation. Peace for everybody, for every for Russian people and for Ukrainian people. Everybody's suffering now, everybody. And of course, like Irena, she has the right to fight for her country and to protect her country and to do everything in order it will be independent country and she will go to the mountains and to stand on the summit and to put Ukrainian flag and to tell I love my country as I do in my country in Israel and that's what I want to do. I admire your courage and I admire your persistence and I think it's safe to say we are all praying for the Russian people who have a horrible leader a horrible dictator, and of course the Ukrainians. And uh, and we will not stand with dictator, and it will not happen that what happened 80 years ago, it will not happen again. The history will not come again, and it will be peace. Danielle, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. We'll keep track of you, and we are thrilled at your next adventure to Alaska. Thank you for joining us this week on Finding Inspiration. Hey, I would appreciate it if you would click on that subscribe button and share this podcast with a friend. See you next week. I'm Jennifer Weissman.